Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to vote for your AMA. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Howdy. Hey. Hey, Andy. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> this is episode number 144, Winter Nights. Winter wonder Nights. What we're talk- yeah, I wonder what we're going to talk about in this episode, huh? Winter Nights. Mm, I don't know. Dragons and stuff like that. Winter Nights. Winter, winter's coming, maybe. Is it going to turn into um, Game of Thrones or something? Yeah. yeah. Pre-season <laughs> three. Once they killed everybody off, I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, after the first episode, I was like, that little girl's a bitch. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. So let's check in with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? Andy, why doesn't Andy go first? He never goes first. Yeah, let me go first. <laughs> I got my Oxy 4 Max. Uh, got it built a little bit through the week. Worked on it a couple nights. And got it all finished up Sunday and took it out and did the maiden Sunday afternoon. Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um like I said, everything went together pretty well. Um, I think I'm going to do kind of a full review in a couple of weeks, so I'll I'll hold some of my comments. Yep. But um, it flies good. Put a couple uh, flights to get the fly barless system kind of tuned and, and everything working well. And uh, six flights in, let's see, this would have been Monday, I decided it was time to do a durability test. Of course. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes and by a durability test i mean smash it into the ground because i mean that's how you test them right i guess yeah that's how i do yeah well that, uh-huh. that's Me how too. i land too sometimes yeah <laughs> no i was um i was doing these like uh uh backwards loops like backwards power loops right oh yeah uh, i love those like two three in a row and then it was coming down pretty fast. I was like, uh, I'm a little too low. Oh, shit, I'm not going to make it. So I dug deep, dug deep into the forward elevator and the uh, collective. Okay. But that caused it to bog. And when it, it bogged of about 300 RPM, I was running about 27 on the head speed, and my log showed it went down to 23. Mm, wow. Wow. But with yeah, which wouldn't be a problem, but the tail ratio is kind of low on this thing. So my tail blew out 180 degrees and I wasn't quick enough to save it since I was only about a foot off the ground anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was holding, I was digging deep in that forward elevator, which just put me straight into the ground as soon as it whipped around. But I, I hit pretty well flat. Um, didn't hit super hard. Just, uh, the, the skids caught, uh, tipped and rolled probably 15, 20 feet. Oh, it tumbled, like, huh? Yeah, it tumbled. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be totally screwed. But believe it or not, the only damage is the spindle 
the boom and two links. No main blades. Well, it knocked a dent in the root, but I don't. Yeah. I think they're still flyable. See, it didn't go, break the yeah. blades. Okay. Yeah. No soft spots. How about the tail blades? Tail blades are great. Sure. Uh, oh. Tail shaft, I think, is okay. Um, I haven't spun it up. It it's probably okay. Um, yeah. It did pull two of the screws out of the landing gear. Um, you know the way the the carbon fiber pieces bolt to the um, they bolt to an aluminum bracket that's mm-hmm. on the bottom plate. Right. It just yeah. pulled the the strip the screws out of that just a little bit, but I was able to uh, run longer screws down in the hole. Because okay. the hole goes all the way through. Yep, yep. So it didn't break the gear, thankfully. Um, so really all i got to have is a boom and a couple links and a spindle, and I should be back in business. So, so Andy, did, uh, it, did it bend the main grip bolts that, you know, the, the links bolt to on the main grips? No, they broke. They broke. Okay. The links broke. This one come with the, uh, they call it the fly barless setup. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the DFC. Yeah, but it comes Thanks. with the the new design where the bolt for your ball link, your fly barless ball links, they go right through the main grip, right? So they're not bolted into it. They're yes, like, yes, like yes. Two, a no, they're nut. no, they're bolted into it. The balls are bolted in. No, it doesn't have that. These are just balls bolted into the grip, like screwed into the grip. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. just like on your any of your you know bigger helicopters sure sure okay um okay but it's uh, the plastic link obviously broke before yeah like you'd have to really hit something to break the ball off or just have opinion. me crash it <laughs> well i, I, mean, if you I, I put break it in on the head the really hard <laughs> yeah but, which usually is when i go in but steve do you break the version two or do you break that style where it's bolted both but aren't those uh aren't you talking about like the dfc style like no. isn't the arm totally different? No, they've no. they've done They're the both. same arm, but they do like okay. A, okay. they do like um, a longer bolt or whatever, and then the ball link, and there's like a spacer. Yeah, it's like a okay. sleeve over the. No, bolt. these are these are longer. They're like um, it's like the ball, and then there's a a shank, and then yeah. the thread. So it's just a longer ball, basically. Yep. Yep. No, those look fine. Uh, the oh, grips look cool. okay. Nice. Um, kind of surprised that the spindle bent. I mean, it didn't even break the blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, and the main shaft uh, appears okay, but I haven't actually really examined it. But it could have a tweak in it. I don't know. I'll probably get one anyway. You'll be fine. Do you do what I do? Just pull the head off and hook a battery up and run it up. Yeah. See if it moves um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really the best way to do it the head off or just the blades off and look at your anti-rotation yeah i just take the yeah i just take the blades off and then look at the the top of the uh the head block mm-hmm. if it's doing a hula hoop dance i decide it's bent if yeah. it's nice and true it's good yeah also look at your anti-rotation bracket and your anti-rotation pin if that mm-hmm. bobbles you know that the main shaft yes. isn't true there too yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point too yeah because it can be i mean it's rare but you can be bent down low but then bent mm-hmm. back so the top can be true but then your swash plate's doing a hula dance yep but then fly it like that it's still good right sure yeah it's an oxy that's what i do mm-hmm. but uh surprisingly the gear didn't strip or anything so i didn't lose any nice. teeth out of it i mean that's it's cool. a pretty heavy strong uh cnc cut gear 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hit throttle hold pretty fast, which probably saved it. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'll have to say pretty good uh, results from the first crash. Not bad at all. Yeah, and it's not, cool. you know, the Oxy 4 Max is a pretty big Oxy, I guess you could say. Yeah. And there's a lot of momentum when those things are well, traveling sure, fast. Sure, sure. So. I mean, and I mean, it was a, you know, it was a wimpy crash, basically. But I was carrying pretty good forward momentum when I touched mm-hmm. the ground. I mean, yep. I, I guess what I'm roll, saying is right? I didn't yeah. drive it in, you know, full speed, uh, but it did hit the ground and tumble a good 20 feet. Yeah. And uh, the, the uh, boom would probably be okay if the blades hadn't hit it. The blades mm-hmm. is what caused the damage to that. Okay. But the uh, the tail control rod's fine. Um, oh, I did break the uh, or crack the uh, the tail fin. Pull it back I fi- on. I fixed it. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't do anything anyway. Yeah. It just helps it so your tail blades don't hit the ground, but yeah, you don't really need it. Yeah, I mean it's I fixed it. I just uh it was cra- it was about forty five degrees basically. So one side was broke and the other side wasn't. Like okay. the carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. So I just bent it a little more, cleaned all the grass out of it, and then yeah. um what I do is took I mixed up some epoxy mm-hmm. and smeared epoxy around it, put re- uh, wax paper over it, and then put it in a vise and clamp the ever loving shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And that pretty much solves it. I mean, yep. it, I just let it set overnight and it, it's straight. And mm-hmm. I mean, it'll break there if it ever hits anything, but it's good enough for. It'll probably break. <clears throat> yeah. It could break there. It could probably break somewhere else if you, you know, eh, epoxy's mixed good. Maybe. I mean, it's probably. I would say it's a weak spot. I wouldn't okay. rely on that for something structural. Yeah. But for a tail, for a tail fin, fin, just tapping sure. the ground or something, it's good. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, per- pretty impressed with the durability test. It went cool. well. <laughs> awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been into in the hobby this week. What about you guys? Want to go next, Steve? You want me to go? Sure, I'll go next. Don't really have too much. Um, didn't do too much in a hobby. I did fix my Goblin 500, so so that's all ready to go. Fixed the tail push rod for my Black Nitro. I basically bought a bunch of sleeves, and I sleeved any of the crack parts. Um, did some CA and like thin CA and seeped it in there. Like I put medium CA on it, and then I slid the rod, like, you know, the... Mm-hmm. I I didn't do brass. I did the the aluminum one, uh, aluminum tubing over it, and then I like seeped, you know, thin C eight, so it kind of filled in the gap. And then I took shrink tube and shrink wrapped the whole thing. So it, it's strong. It's stronger than a normal carbon fiber. I was gonna you know. say that's stronger than it was. Yeah, it's stronger than it was. With this, it doesn't flex. It's pretty solid now. Um, so that's back on the black nitro. I did get my V control touching, so woohoo! Yeah, finally it came in, and I gotta say this radio is like every moment I like try something, it just impresses me more and more. Is it epic? I would say it's beyond epic. <laughs> I would beyond say epic. Yeah, it's it's on a whole new level of oh epic. I don't know. Epicity? I don't know. Epic times uh, infinity. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, but it's, it is a really cool radio. The f- little features that it has that I've, I, and I haven't really fully 
tested things. Like I, I did that initial video where I did the unboxing and the transmitter setup portion, downloading the apps and stuff. And just that downloading the apps, I was so impressed. You hook it up to your Wi-Fi at your house and you just like Duke, go through the menu and download every little application you want and, and loads it on. It's fantastic. The the user defined screen on the first one, you know, it was terrible. Like, I don't know. I just I never figured it out. And every time I had it on, it would mess up my screen and it'd be like I would see like nothing on my screen. This one, you you know, you literally because it's a touch screen, you just kind of move things around and say, OK, I want that here. I want this here. So you can set up exactly the way you want it and you can customize it, which is great. I did get it bound to my Goblin 500 while I was fixing it. I was like, oh, let me check my servos, make sure I had to replace the tail gear servos for the tail servos. So I was like, let me make sure I center it and, you know, put it back together right. And <clears throat> that whole like auto on off feature <laughs> is pretty cool. I didn't think I'd like it, but... So, yeah, tell me how that works. So when you plug in your uh, Neo, it turns it on? Basically? So first, you need to initially turn it on once for the day, or you could have a timeout. Right. And then after that, like, basically, when you unplug it and sit idle, it'll just kind of turn itself off, and it'll go into standby mode. Okay, I was going to say it kind of goes into, like, a sleep or hibernation yeah, mode. Yeah, like okay. a hibernation mode, yeah. Yeah. But... Soon as your Neo boots up, and that I'm not talking about it boots up and does a swash check or anything. Soon as it turns on, it turns on your radio and and then automatically does does your swash kick and it's done. Like okay, cool. it's impressive how quickly it turns itself on. First of all, now I did this by mistake. I plugged in the model and I was like, oh, it didn't turn on because I I left. I didn't turn it on that first day, like or the first time that day, because this was the next day. Okay. And I hit the power button on the back, and instantly it came on. Like I'm talking about, like even on a full um, shutdown, it booted up in less than five seconds. That's wow. nice. It was it was quite impressive how quickly it boots up and gets into it and like connects and you know does that like handshake with the Neo and it does your little swash kick saying that hey I'm ready. Impressive how quickly that was. Another thing that was impressive is I didn't install all the apps but when i booted up the goblin 500 <clears throat> and i had it plugged in there's a mode for install apps that are not like that are needed or i forgot the terminology and all of a sudden it was like it came up and said hey you don't have the scorpion app but you have a scorpion esc you want to install yes boom installed the app oh that's cool <laughs> i so was it like Whoa. what you need yes Okay, so if you have a cool. UI sensor, you have a battery log or whatever, your battery ID tag. I, I'm I don't know for a fact because I haven't hooked it up to my Black uh, Thunder yet, but it worked. It worked like I mean, just it seemed like the Mikado engineers took a decent amount of time, like really understanding what you know, bringing features and and things that you know most people wouldn't even think it would be necessary or or they would even want. Sounds but like they, they thought put a lot, it. yeah, put a lot of thought behind it and make it user friendly. Yes, yeah. yes totally. Cool. And you know, I, and I hear like you know a lot of people are like, oh, what's the point? It's not just you know like the radio transmissions all the same, everything else. And but you know, why get a new phone or a new watch or new anything? It's because you want those new features. You want the um, the user experience to be better. And this came through shiny colors. And so far, like I said, I've only. I haven't flown uh, anything with it. I haven't, you know, all I did was 
buying my Goblin 500 without the blades on. I spooled it up to make sure that was working. You know, was that that Goblin? I had to, I you know, I, I had to change both frame size. So I had to disconnect the motor, disconnect all my wiring, sort of, and like kind of rebuild it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to test it out with this radio. And it impressed me. And I, I can't wait to show you guys. You're going to, I can't wait to show anyone. I think everyone's going to be like, holy shit, this is really cool. Nice. <laughs> so, that sounds neat. Yeah. So I will be doing a, and I guess I'll talk about this a little bit more on my um, what's next for, for me in the hobby. But there's going to be more videos to come. I'm going to do some more stuff on it. And, um, you know, just get it on our Facebook page, our free fall page, and my personal. And just kind of, you know, get it so it can help. These videos hopefully can help someone, you know, later down the road if they get it. Sweet. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? What have you been up to? Well, You I actually just, flew. Right? Yeah, I actually I, flew. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I take a no-fly. Um, sorry, dude, I was just checking the iPhone that I have, the version. I have an iPhone 2. I guess it's time to upgrade. Um, 2? Sure. Yeah. In fact, they never had an iPhone 2. <laughs> Maybe I get a 3 or a 4. There was, there was a 2.5, and then there was a 3. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, dude, I flew on Sunday, but before that, I uh, got my parts in for the Nitro, which all I needed was main gear and the cup and a couple of things, and... I took everybody's advice. You guys told me to do it. Um, Jeep World 2002 Kevin told me to do it. You know, take a uh, drill and drill out the holes a little yeah. bit and uh, move that fan shroud. All it needed to be moved was like probably a millimeter, dude. It was yeah, a really hair. tiny movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had to go forward a little bit. Yep. So I did that. And when, you know, I kept taking it on and off and putting things back and forth, just making sure it wasn't rubbing or anything. Uh-huh. Finally got it to a point where it wasn't rubbing. And then took it outside and I was like, um, you know, let me see if it'll start. Well, I plugged the battery in. My glow starter thing just wouldn't fire up. I got no nothing. Uh, I think the light on the push button worked, but my receiver voltage, I got nothing on that on the receiver. Okay. But I was able to get it started. And it ran, man. I was like, holy shit, it's actually running. Because I think I messed with the the carb a little bit, too. I don't know. I don't know what state it was in last. But it ran. It was smoking. I let it run for a little while. You know, I gave it throttle a little bit here and there. um, Mm -hmm. And I was happy, man. I was like, yes, freaking actually ran. Nice. So in the midst of all that, I got my 3D printing done for the old starter that you gave me. Mm -hmm. And I was able to incorporate into the handle uh, a push button. And we'll see how that works. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, that's all done, man. I, I can send you guys a picture of what that looks like. I had to custom like design a piece that the button sat in, and that came out good, man. I got to I gotta just solder that and hook it all up. Mm-hmm. Nice. But, yeah, so I finally got the field on Sunday. Went up to Warwick because Trump's in town. We go flying at this, uh, this, farm, this farmer who was letting us fly in mm-hmm. Warwick for a while. And I brought my three helicopters. I brought my Oxy-3, my Oxy-4, and the 690. And the three, the 255-3, I've been flying a lot, but I haven't flown the four yet too much. So, Andy, you know, you were talking about you flying the four. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to actually go through mine and get some of the settings dialed in on mine, which uh, which was really cool. But I want to start off with the three. You know, I started flying the three around the 255, and I was like... You know, I've been doing a, a ton of simming, and yeah. it really, Steve, if you were there, you would have been like, who is this guy flying? This isn't Kevin, because he's <laughs> doing all this crazy shit, and, I, you know, I'm running crazy, crazy shit, but just not my typical, like, stuff that I was doing. 
So I'm flying a 255 around a few, like the first couple batteries, and I'm like, you know what? My agility and my style are both way up there on that thing. My agility was, uh, my style was at like 105, and my agility was like 105. And I I like the pre- preciseness, you know, um, but I don't. I I had I turned the agility down just just a hair. So um, refresh my memory. I I always get these mixed up. So style going up, it's more robotic or less robotic. Um, the higher value on the style is more precise feel. So more robotic, more yeah. like yeah. I believe higher is more robotic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's sorry. lower is more flowy. Yeah, yeah. More fluid, yeah, more Yeah. Vivid. More fly bar like they say. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the agility is, you know, the flip and roll rate. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have the rate step. Mm-hmm. So I mean it, so I was like, you know, it's just a hair too much for me. So I turned it down, I'm at about like one oh five and one hundred. And okay. I, I really I was like, Okay, this is actually working good. I, I I had one or I had probably one close call where I had to hit rescue. And then I had a close call where I didn't have to hit rescue, so I'm like, all right, you know, I'm I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm inverted. I'm backwards flying. I'm doing a lot of the stuff I've been doing on the sim. Awesome. So I got the Oxy Four out. I think the pitch was okay because I straightened that out, but that I wasn't sure where I was going to sit, you know, style and agility wise. So I think that's around 195 or something like that. And I think my 690 is just a little bit lower than that on both of those values, but. It got to a point where I flew the Oxy Floor. I flew the 690. I went back to the Oxy Floor. I went back to 690. Like, I got a bunch of flight in, flights in on both of those. I got, like, eight flights in on the 255 and then, you know, went through nice. my packs on the rest mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, and I was I was screaming that 690 around, man. It was pretty funny because at one point I was like, man, this, this thing is pretty loud. And I was coming down, I don't know, I was coming down around 20, 30% and checking the batteries and the, I guess I'm getting a little more aggressive because the batteries it, and you know it should i know what you're gonna say steve it should like when it gets to zero it should be at 30 percent. but maybe i gotta check my settings because when i got down at 20 percent, i said like, yeah i should probably you know this is a good time to land you know uh-huh. just checking the settings on the batteries yep so when it, when your v when your v control set 20 percent I'm not sure what you have set for your, you know, what zero is supposed to be, if it's supposed to be 20 or 25%, but what was your batteries actually at? Um, Do you recall? Probably about 3.80, maybe, something like that, 3.7, it wasn't 3.75. So that's, so that's, so that's, that's about 20%, because... Yeah, it's about, the, about the, the area where I'll stop and I'll charge them up, you know? Okay, so... Yeah, 3.8, that's on up there, though, that's like 40%. Yeah, I think so. High? I thought it was lower than that. 3.7475 is usually about, about 20, right? Yeah, so okay. it's somewhere so around So you're there. probably good then. The only uh, thing I was going to say is that, <laughs> is that uh, the, uh, you know, as as you fly these batteries, they go bad. Like they yeah. the life they degrade. They degrade over time, a couple milliamps per flight. So, you know, if you don't put that in because of V control, you can set that. If you don't set it, then like, you know, it'll be t- You'll land at zero percent, which is should be twenty percent. So say three point seven five, but then it'll be like three point seven four, three point seven three. Like over time, you'll get lower numbers than what right. your V control is telling you. So I don't know. I, I got to check all. That. I got to check that out because I got batteries still in there from the five seventy. I got to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I'm out at the field, um, I was hanging out. Uh, guy, there was nobody there. It was just me, 
And you know how this guy is, the guy that owns the property, man. He always yeah. comes up when we're out there, and he's mm-hmm. always got a smile on his face. He's always like, yeah. you know, just come out to see how you guys are doing. You know, I love yeah. seeing the guys come up here. So another mm-hmm. guy pulled up, and I didn't know if I was in his way, so I walked over, and I was like, hey, if you need me to move my Jeep, you know, let me know. You know, if you got to get a truck out of here or whatnot, because they have some paving stuff there. Yeah. And the guy was like, the guy was like, okay, man. He goes, that's a shame about Frank. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Frank passed away like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh my God. And that was the guy up there. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a farmer, um, decent guy, man. Always had a smile on his face, like the same. Yeah. One of those guys that'll help you out no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't fly anything, he didn't come out there with planes or anything, but. He was part of the hobby. He had the the field we all flew at, and loved the fact that we came down, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was it was pretty sad. I was I was pretty yeah, bummed out. I and then I was like, you know, I, I had a, I had probably had I probably had a pack left to go on a couple of the you know I probably could have flew a little bit more, but I packed up and I was like, you know, I don't know if his wife is still grieving. You know, I was like, I don't want to be you know making yeah. all this noise out there. You know, yeah. so I was like, I, I didn't know. You know, so. Mm-hmm. So I kind of packed up and left, but uh, it was really sad to hear, man. Yeah. And I know none of his family listened to the podcast or anything, but I just thought we'd mention it because yeah, he was a good guy, man. Always, like I said, always nice. Didn't care who you were. He showed up, you know, mm-hmm. he was happy to see you there and using his property, man. Yeah. And he would always joke around for us. He, 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 I don't think he did much farming anymore, but, um, you know, he would just kind of joke around. He's like, yeah, I'm a slumlord now because he, he like rented out a bunch of apartments out yeah. of like that he built you know on his land and stuff um he talked about his train sets that he had that he had like these huge huge train sets that he you yeah. know the wife kind of bugged him and he he reduced the size to put another apartment in a and that you know in that structure there that he has and his wife had an awesome like hot rod and so so it's a shame you know the guy was cool yeah uh, he was they a good were, dude they were um, paving and excavators he had an excavating business also uh-huh. with the farm yeah, yeah. It was uh, he was born in 1947. I kind of like looked him, looked him up just to just to talk about him a little bit. And you know, even his family was like, you know, he was a friend to everybody. He had time for everybody. He was kind, thoughtful, and his heart was too big for his own good. They said, you yeah. Know, if you were you were to go out and search an honest man, you'd find him. And uh, so, you know, it's, it sucks. Uh, but um, that's why you got to enjoy life while you're here, man. Yeah, which he definitely did. You know, mm-hmm. so other than uh, that, I worked on my 550 a little bit more. I got a couple of things left to do on that with the tail and uh, the the main grips and all that. And I'm going to start looking at some parts and what I'm going to get next for that. I got all my printing done. Did I talk about that? For Yeah, I did. Yep. For the for the nitro starter. Did you. Uh, so what do you need to get for your 550? Well, I definitely want to get a Scorpion motor. 6S, probably what, like a 1,000, 1,200 KV, Steve, wouldn't you guess? Like a 4020? 1,100 to 1,200 yeah, ish, like you know, around there. Those would be good numbers. Depending on what kind of pinions you can get a hold of. Yep, your pinion and gear ratio. Um, and yeah, 4025, probably the biggest motor you yeah, want to put 40, on there. Yeah, 4025, 40, yeah. Yeah, 4020, 4025. Depends on your setup. If you want to go like a light setup, Probably do like I think. What do I have in in that helicopter? I think I have a. Oh, what the hell? I'll put my five hundred. 
I mean, it's a 500, but I think I put a 40, 20, 1100. And I think Scorpio makes a 40, 25, 1100. Or You're a 40, 30, maybe, is what I'm thinking about. Mm. To make a 40, 30. Not sure. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm looking at getting, something like that. And I'll okay. probably go with the, you know, the Scorpion ESC with the... You can do the 120? With whatever that, uh, you know, the new one out that you can, it can talk to the... Uh, yeah, the 120 success. 120. Yeah. I would actually, yeah, yeah, I guess 120. I don't know. But part of me wants to suggest that you do the 130. It just run a little bit cooler. But I don't know. Because, I mean, in my 500. That's a big, big size difference, though. It is. That's the thing. I don't know. But then on the Mikados, you can fit them, I think, because they have the room, you know, up front. Isn't it a whole lot heavier? Yeah, it could be. So it could mess with your CG and and yeah, you know it is a twelve S CSE. So I don't yeah, know what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for now I'll just go with what they recommend. Yeah, yeah. Do the one twenty. It's good. I mean, I've been running down my five fifty. I do peak out at one hundred sixty amps, but I mean, it seems to be holding up perfectly fine. So yeah, but you're Captain Boomstrike, dude. You're <laughs> a great blade strike. Shit. Remember blade we strike. changed it. Blade strike. Blade, blade strike. strike. Come on, get that. But right, I do like strike. that Captain oh, Blade Strike. <laughs> I do like that too. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, you'll be fine. You, you know what, what? The funny thing is, the the better pilot you get, the less amps you end up drawing. Yeah, you like know, I, so, thought, yeah. I got done with the six nineties, then I was pretty hard on it, and I came huh? down and I just wasn't even over a hundred amps on that thing. Yeah. Both, oh, that that's three, light. Three oh. flights. Yeah, I know, but I've I've peaked that out pretty high. But overall, dude, the flying that I did, I was really happy with. I was, like, really happy to get out there and just do some of the stuff and not really, really didn't get, you know, really wasn't worried about what I was doing. I'm getting to the point where I'm doing the half pyros, flipping it over, driving around inverted, like, flipping back over. I'm backwards, whatever. It doesn't matter. So it's it's really flowing pretty good. I'm digging it. Very uh, nice. Can't wait to fly a plane. Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> all right what the hell is next all right so i can't wait we... till you go inverted with your plane and go to zero throttle i do that so often <laughs> every time i like i just i have it ingrained in my head now uh, not zero throttle but very low throttle I'm well like, i mean go yeah go, yeah down <laughs> throttle instead of yeah. Up throttle yeah yeah, yeah. like why, why is the heavy falling how that's falling? not gonna happen to me because my memory's fading the older i get so i'm not even gonna remember what to do with helicopters when i start flying a plane so it's all good. No, I meant when you start flying your airplane. I know. I know you've what been you doing all this inverted uh, practice with the heli, and then you flip the plane over, and you're going to go low throttle. And yeah. you're like, oh, why is it not going up? Mm-hmm. It's funny, dude. I used to have a a street bike that was a – I had a Ninja street bike, and I had a uh, – I still have my 73 Harley, and my shifting and braking are reversed on – the 73 harley from the street bike so i would oh, go geez. from one to the other too and i never really had a problem because it was just like i know Wait, it's a different so what does your what does your harley have is it is it um one through six going up no 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 the, sh- the shifter itself is on the opposite side the brake is on the, on opposite the right side, side? yeah well the, your shifter is on your right side and your brake weird. your foot brake is on your left yeah on the oh 73. that is weird <laughs> 
Yeah. Do, do you have your is your is your shift lever also on the left side by your engine? Like, is it a suicide shift? I mean, no, that no, is not, weird. Not like that. No. Wow. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> and what's okay. weird is I don't have I don't have any pegs. Like, I have highway pegs, so my feet are out front. So I shift with my heel. Like, I got to shift up and down my heel. And when I have to apply the rear brake, I have to completely take my foot off the peg and put it on the pedal. That's weird, too. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah. it's drum brake. It doesn't do anything anyways. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps grinding in there, I go. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, so main topic here. Let's talk about some... Now, winter nights. What do you, What do you guys think we're talking about today? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't we break up those two words? Winter and Isn't night. that a like a Nightwish album or some shit? Winter night? I don't know. It's some something. Winter nights. Maybe it's a Christmas <laughs> song. I don't know. Isn't that an Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, that was Harlem Nights. No, Harlem Nights. <laughs> but let's talk about wrapping up for winter and also what comes with winter is comes with uh shortened days, so you know, it's good to maybe have a night set up so you could do some night flying or dusk flying. Yeah, I was going to say the days don't actually get shorter as much as I would love that to happen. They just get darker. Dark darker early. sooner. Yeah. Well, the yeah. daylight gets shorter. Daylight gets shorter. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, All right. time does not get shorter. Yes. So let's talk about night setups first because I'm recently been doing some night flying and also in the market for a night bird but yeah night flying so i guess let's talk on the heli side because we could talk about some plane stuff too but um on well, the that's heli- all i can talk about sure because i've done some night flying with planes yeah yeah all right so with the night flying on the heli side you got your you know your basic setup what's your like basic basic setup Night blades and tail blades, right? Night yes. blades, tail blades, right? So you could go with just that, which I don't recommend. You should, yeah. You well, no, you can do this. You can go with. Uh, I know where you're gonna go at mains, tails, and glow yep. sticks on the skids. Yep, glow sticks on the skid, maybe one on the boom. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, that's kind of like the standard. Yeah. Um, thing because if something happens and your blades go out, you can still <laughs> maintain orientation if you got those glow sticks. Yes. So I, the one person that comes to mind that does that every time, every night that he flies is Rob Monty. He does that with his Synergy E5 Super Stretch. And when he does his night flying, he'll have a set of, you know, rails, um, mains and tail night blades. And then he'll, he'll strap on like, I don't know, three or four glow sticks onto like the skids and the boom right. and stuff. Normally he's got two on the skids and one on the tail boom. Yep. And it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good and it works real nice, especially for his flying style. It's very smooth and precision. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's not whacking the helicopter around with a 360 degree tail rate going, going crazy, doing pure flips. Yes, he's not whacking it. Okay. Got children. Fucking dealing with children here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, curse like it's a rated R movie. Yeah. Dealing with children. (laughs) Yes, that's how I deal with children. So on seventeen and under, not permitted without their parent. <laughs> yes, I guess in the fifties, but yeah. <laughs> so that works. Um, and then you got your next level, right? What would the next level be? Definitely. I mean, regardless, you're gonna need your night blades, right? So night mm-hmm. mains, night um, tail. 
But then you can do what? Some LEDs, right? You can put LEDs on every surface of the helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Different so colors for orientation. Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When it gets really far, it's just a ball of light. <laughs> um, yeah, so you could you could wire it up with some LEDs. Now, uh, some folks just put a straight 3S LiPo because most of the LEDs are 12 volts, mm-hmm. but they are super bright. I was going to say, then you have to wear sunglasses while you fly. Yeah, yeah at least uh-huh. when you like... Like when you, once you once the helicopter gets a little bit out there, it's not too bad. But like when you plug in a battery for the canopy <laughs> to tell you, like whoa, I yeah. can't see anything. It like washes, like it like it messes with your eye focus, like yeah. your iris and shit. But um, yeah, it's you know three S is fine. You can do it. Two S is probably more recommended, but mm-hmm. just so you can see a little more definition of the heli and and the blades and everything. What would be other setups? Is there any other setups you, th- you guys could think of? Do you guys know of anybody that uh, uses like a, uh, a BC to power them and then you could adjust it to whatever voltage you want? No, but I have heard of folks that do um, brushed ESCs. Okay, I do the and, same thing. Yeah. Yes, and you can adjust them. You can set them up on like a knob and you can adjust the brightness through the, you know, the, the the end point of that ESC. So yeah. you would set that up and yep. it'd be just like, you know, so yeah, that's you pretty could cool. Adjust it from the radio. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Yep. Um, you could even have it on a switch for like quick on off. And, you know, I saw, what was that? Rochester. Someone had that. They were flying their night setup and they would turn off the lights and then turn back on and, and go, you know, just kind of flip flop back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. That was cool. Cause we were cheering. Cause we were thought, we thought it was all like, his yeah, lights went out. He was having problems. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we were cheering like crazy. Yep. So the other thing you could do, dude, is, uh, which I've seen on some of the airplanes, which I think is cool ideas. You, you could, I don't know how much it would work on a heli, but you could actually do like, it's almost like starship lighting where the, the, the LEDs are on the surface itself, but they're pointing back at another surface of the yeah, that's a planker plane. thing. Yeah, they don't do that I on like helicopters. That, yeah, you, you could do that on like your vortex generators on your side on 3D planes. You can have them pointed back in. They make also rod like kits that like yeah. stick out and then they shine back at the fuselage for 3D planes. You could definitely do that. Um, before we move on to the plane setups, though, I want to focus more on the night setups with uh, helis and then we'll go into the planes. Well, why couldn't you do that on a helicopter? You could say it's a planker thing, but. Do you I mean I don't, I don't, uh, lay the strip upside down and tape it to the no, he's canopy, like, or do you mean put it on a standoff? I mean, like a standoff. You ever, or... seen, you ever seen Star Trek where they light up the Enterprise? It's like there's little lights that come out and they kind of like light up the body from the other parts of the. Yeah, Star it's like Trek. About, think... I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like having I don't know a light on your skids shining yeah, back, shining at your boom or your, yeah, or your fuse. Mm. You know, know what Star Trek is, dude. What? I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course I know what Star Trek is. Yeah. You think you were under a rock your whole life. Live long and prosper. Yeah. Klingon bastard, you killed my son. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen anyone do that. I just think that... Once that helicopter gets a little bit of ways, you're not going to be able to see it. Re- like, well, I wouldn't say thing. that's your primary way of lighting it up. I would just say that's a little accent lighting, you know? Mm, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it done. So, Well, now I mean, that I'm thinking about it, it might maybe. actually be really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you got your, not bl- your blades and stuff, right? 
but what if you put like you lay a rod across the the top of the frame you know either in front of or behind the swatch plate let it stick out three four inches on each side and then put an led shining back toward the the canopy and you could do the yeah. same on the bottom like across the bottom of the skids mm-hmm. shining up toward the canopy uh I, I think i'm gonna have to try this look pretty cool i think go for it definitely try it um, set a trend the other thing we've seen dude is we've seen similar led lighting set to music that uh phil goodwin did mm-hmm. yep. which i thought was pretty awesome did he have the the Dalcon? I don't know what he used. Uh, I think it's it was either that one, right? That's the Bobby Watts one, or yes. there's. I think he was, it was. Those another one that made okay. that was something similar that Bobby Watts actually. I don't know if it was very similar to that. I don't know if it was like cloned off of his design or what. But yeah, yeah, he does have that system or something like it, and it's that's, cool. that's really cool. It's yeah. just hard to like. I mean, I heard it's a pain in the ass to program. I would think so. And I feel like that's more of a, uh, like a competition thing. Cause you're going to have to use a certain song and certain music, whatever you've programmed. Yes. Unless you just want it to go random blinking and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. To merely make it look cool, you've got to sync it with music. So mm-hmm. I don't, seems like it's more of a competition thing other than just a casual yeah. fly around and goof off thing. Yeah. And like, be flying at night um yeah well he yeah. was just having a good time with it mm-hmm. and you know up at rochester and yeah the one year and- he just he's a he's a guy like you know phil's a guy that likes to tinker so yeah you know give him some to tinker and, and learn some programming and stuff oh yeah no so the other thing is now this is this is like an older technique and i don't see it ever anymore but those el lights yeah like the glow wire type stuff yeah so it's like a glow flexible wire and you know they would trace the the fuselage and you know the boom and stuff with this wire and it's like you would see lines you know like if you ever watch if you ever play you know sim sim on real flight and do a night bird and you'll see it's like that it's just the el wires that just go around everything and it just kind of accents like the looks like the shape of the Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a helicopter out of Tron. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yes, it's very the Tron-ish. Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see that usually anymore these days either. I don't know if it's a weight thing because of the battery packs or just that they're not really as bright as LEDs would be. Um, so Probably cheaper and easier for you to get LEDs. And yeah. Them. Yeah, I don't think that light wire is all that popular. Yeah. I mean, I know Radio Shack used to have, but... I don't know where Radio Shack is anymore. What? Radio Shack Oops. is not that popular <laughs> yeah. anymore. It went by the way of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So so we got that. Now, we also have, like, you know, you have your off-the-shelf night blades, right? So you got your, you know, your switch, your rails. Um, Rotatex. Oh, yep. Rotatex, yep. Switch. Yep. Rail. Switch, rail. Yep. Shoot. What's the ones that will write? Uh, oh, the ones that Tarek... Night Jesus. magic. Night magic, yeah. Those are like $800 blades. Yeah. Yeah. So there's those. Um, yeah. But then, so off the shelf, yeah, you know, you can get your, usually in the 600, 700 range sizes. Right. right. Now, for anything smaller, which is kind of surprising, which I want to try, I do have a set of MS Composite 325 millimeter night blades. But 
from what I've seen pictures wise and line them up, they're like one color on top and bottom. So that would confuse the hell out of me. Yeah, that's not good. So I don't know if they're that popular because of that. But um so you you know, you have a bunch of folks that DIY night blades, right? Like I, I used to make them for the oxys and stuff because, you know, there's nothing that small that you can buy. So and those are very interesting. Uh Shaggy is pretty proficient on making Yeah, those. I was gonna gonna tell people to go check out the uh Taylor Rotor podcast. They did an episode and yep. he did a um he talked a lot about uh uh, mm-hmm. Making DIY knot blades. It's pretty yep. interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So check, check that out. out. Mm-hmm. But there are there are some YouTube videos if you if you're interested. Uh, Matt Kramer um, was the one that his videos are the ones that I followed to create or have to you know not I didn't follow it to the T but like as far as like getting the good ideas and layout and stuff I kind of you know I, I followed his videos so check out his videos. His are uh, about the Oxy. I think he made them on a 285 millimeter blade. So, mm-hmm. you know, for a 300 size heli, you can still do a night setup. You know, it's not limited to just big helis, you know. One thing about night flying that, you know, was uh, came to me very prominently when I was, did my first night flight is that <laughs> you can't tell where the ground is. You're just following this big ball of light in the air, and you're flying, you're flying. And as you get lower, out of nowhere, the light shines off the floor, and you're like, holy crap, I'm right there on the deck. So that's one thing uh, to be mindful about. I think it's a little bit less of a worry on a plane, just because the rate of descent is usually a little bit you know, more controlled, I would say, <laughs> than my flying style, where I'm just pogo-sticking the hell out. But yeah, let's, let's talk about some night well, airplane well, setup. One huh? other one. Way from oh, you forgot. got something else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, spotlights. Yes. Yes. I mean, so uh, if, you, if flying, you're flying at a field and got, got a couple buddies, uh-huh. um, you can do spotlights uh, or, or construction lights, lights yep, yep, or both. Mm-hmm. I recommend, regardless of having construction lights or not, obviously, if you don't have construction lights, you need spotlights. But you know, with spot with construction lights, unless they're pointed perfectly and you know where the limits of those light beams are, it, you can easily get yourself you into get a situation. Yeah, yes, exactly. Which a spotlight would save you because you would mm-hmm. still be able to see that rotor disc in the airframe. So, I recommend if you do any type of night flying under construction lights, to at least have one at, person, yes, if not two. Exactly, at least yeah. one. And if you're doing spotlights without construction lights. You need at least two. At least two, if not three. Three yeah. is better. And yep. you, you need to do a little research. You need the proper setup. You can't just go yeah, yeah. to Walmart <laughs> buy a spotlight. You got you kind of yeah. need a, one of the high-power yeah. setups and a reliable power supply and mm-hmm. you know you all know, that stuff to do it safely. But done safely, it works yeah, great. It does. Um, one of the spotlights that I used at, you know, at um, the last couple of events, because I got it, was the Ryobi little like work spotlight? I think it's like a thousand lumens or twelve hundred lumens, but that you know, like it has a it's it's not as narrow as a beam as you want it, but it gets a decent distance and coverage surprisingly. So and you know it was like eighty bucks. Yeah. So and so it's kind of a no brainer if you have those Ryobi batteries and sure. You know? I just picked up a uh, a Milwaukee spotlight mm-hmm. that's. Yep. Uh, very similar, yeah. Probably similar to that. Uses the the M eighteen, 
Mm-hmm. And um, it's yep. it might be too focused for flying. Really? I got it for other stuff. But golly, it, it says 700 yards reach. And like, it does that, I, huh? I could, I could spot a critter in a tree probably uh, two, 300 yards away pretty easy. I mean, it, it really reaches out far. Nice, dude. So yeah. if you had a cup, if you had two or three of those, it'd probably yeah. be fine. Yeah, and they're not too expensive. And one of the things I, I've noticed with the, the like, you know, I, I'll call them Home Depot spotlights, right? Or low spotlights is that, um, Get the 18 volt one. Don't, you know, like I don't even think they make those power tools in less than 18 volts now. But, um, no, don't get like, don't think you can get like an old black inductor 12 volt, you know, flashlight and be able to, you know, really spot. Yeah. I mean, it's really just use some common sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need enough illumination and you need a, a focused beam that will penetrate, you know, distance several hundred feet away. Yep. So that you can see. And like I said, two, at least two, three, maybe even four is is the more the better, really. But it can be done safely with two if they're the high power, you know, good spotlights. And if you haven't flown at night, don't fly at night. What are you, old That's dirty the planker? Biggest, <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> uh, that wasn't told. That was, an, that was not a planker who told me that. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so don't fly at night. Yeah. No, it, but Andy, make, you guys make a lot of sense. You know, if you're setting this up at your field for the first time, you know, just get a guy with his heli and put it out there and, and don't just don't go ape shit right off the bat. You know, set up your lights and have a guy like yeah, I mean, fly experiment around a little bit, with it. take yeah, it easy, right, put it exactly. in a hover and slowly drift it away and kind of see, okay, I can still see it, you know, and then go up, see how mm-hmm. high you can go, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, slowly learn your. The limits, limits, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not sure that dollar store 2D battery flashlight that you just bought, whether it's good or enough. <laughs> how yeah. about those? How about those six volt big bricks? Remember those flashlights? Uh huh. Oh man. The coil yeah. little uh, connectors uh-huh. on top. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They didn't give off much light, but the battery would last like eight forever. Days. Yeah, forever. <laughs> the battery last eight years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so slowly find your limits. Once you find your limits. Then go up shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's fun. Stand back. Now, one thing about spotlight flying, though, I want to mention is it takes practice for the pilot, but also takes a lot of practice for the spotlight person. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> so, you like. Need, yeah, you need buddies you can trust, and you need somebody that can follow the Haley. Yes. And please don't pick any buddies that have, like, squirrel moments. <laughs> Because you don't want someone, you doing a hurricane or whatever, and you're flying around, and they're like, hey, Bobby, what? oh, what's going on? Oh, shit. I didn't, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to pull that. You want to make sure that uh, whoever's, right. you know, spotlighting you is going to keep spotlighting you the whole flight. <laughs> well, and that that's one of the things that having multiple lights helps out with, Redundancy. too. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it uh, if nobody's experienced it, um, if you watch videos and you're like, wow, that looks sketchy as hell. Um, you can actually see the helicopter and you can see the disc probably better under spotlights than you can in the daytime. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the disc, the disc itself. It's yes. really kind of neat. The videos yeah. do not do it justice yeah. just because you can't see it in the video and it looks like the guy's flying into the darkness. 
in real life, you can actually see it really well. Yeah. You could see the disc so well that, like, when you do hard collective movements and elevator, you could actually see the blades flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yep. All right. So, airplane setups. So, what do we have? We have, like, things like the Visionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And a pawn- what, is it Pawnee? The no. Factory. Uh, yes, Pawnee lots Pawnee. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah. Several factory of lit the, up. Uh, Flex Innovation planes light up. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different manufacturers build night planes yeah. and that that's what yeah. i have i mean that's just the easiest you just buy it you turn the lights on like even my newest uh, flex innovation it pulls power off of the uh the balance tap mm-hmm. and uh it's actually on a channel in the receiver so you can turn the lights on and off oh nice um from the radio which is cool and we're not talking about just you know, accent lighting or scale lighting on a plane. This is where the whole plane lights up. Right. These are uh, LED strips. These are foam planes, um, but you could do balsa too if you wanted to. But mm-hmm. the LEDs are inside the plane, so basically the entire wing just kind of glows. Yeah, the wing, yeah. the fuselage, or the elevators, or whatever. Yep. They work actually really well. And then if you don't want to buy something, you can build something and put as many LEDs as you want in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make a bunch of different options. You can get a switch on your radio controlled LED strip that goes through multicolored sequences. Well, my first FT Versa wing, which I still have, has LEDs on the outside because I wasn't sure how mm-hmm. to do it at the time. I have just regular Hobby King LEDs. Like I have them on the back, red like tail lights, and then underneath I have blue lights. I think, and the mm-hmm. blue ones are you. You'd be amazed at how bright they shine, you know, in at night at, oh, yeah. at dusk or you know after dusk. It's uh, it's crazy, man. And I had them on a switch where I could turn them on and off, and I can remember flying in an area where it was kind of like there was a mountain road that came down behind me, and I was like. You know what? I gotta land this thing. Somebody's gonna think this is a UFO and drive off the freaking <laughs> cliff or some shit. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But the second Versa wing I did for Flight Fest, what sixteen? I think that was. Um, I had, uh, or I had up there two years, I think. Yeah, two years. Yeah, fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, I had, I had sequenced LEDs. I had the spotlights. I had, I had spotlights lights. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had the multicolors inside. And I had arrows that I could switch on and off. All the stuff I could switch on and off. And I could just drive around with the sequenced LEDs like Night Rider. And then I had marker lights on the front and back. So even with everything off, I could still know my orientation, which mm-hmm. worked out really well. And it looked cool as hell, man. It was just really quick because it was kind of heavy. Yeah. I mean, it was quicker than the regular Versa Wing. Mm-hmm. And we've seen tons of different stuff. At especially at Flight Fest. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there was a guy who had a nutball there, which was enormous, and he had an animated Pac Man on one side and the ghost on the other. Yeah, like just we've seen so many crazy night setups, and it's all de you know do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Basically, um, you just get some LED strips and start sticking them to an airplane. Yep. You know, you pick your pattern or kind of how you want to do it. And and there's a little bit of trial and error because the really bright ones, like if you use white and you aim them, like if you just stick them on the 
the fuselage or the wing, mm-hmm. sometimes they can actually hurt your vision. They can be too bright, right in yeah. your eyes. Yeah. So uh, what a lot of guys will do on a foam plane is they'll flip them over, and it kind of illum- makes the foam glow, like it illuminates the foam, but you're yes. not looking directly into the LED. Well, what's great about that VersaWing is, and most of the flight test planes, you know, the, the spar is in the middle, and you can line it up and down facing the leading edge, the trailing edge, right, right. straight out off the spar. Yeah. I mean, if I've great. seen tons of it, and you can get the VersaWing going for, geez, under 100 bucks easy, mm-hmm. you know, the $2 servos and, you know, ESC motor and your battery and then just a couple of sheets of foam from the dollar store. I've seen guys do bloody wonders and a lot of versa wings and uh, it's a lot of fun man and then you know if you uh you have a oops you don't care because it's yeah uh, it's no big deal like like easily like under 100 bucks mm-hmm. 60 bucks but we've seen the lane from lane's planes he had that Oof. big evil cow thing yeah norman up norman norman yeah, yeah. mm-hmm um we've seen that kind of stuff and then you have the the 3d planes like we were talking about where they have the LEDs pointing back on the tips. Right, right. And that's pretty insane. Yeah, I've seen that mostly on like the giant scale 3D guys. Yeah. yeah. Super bright ones out on the tips of the wings, but shining back at the fuselage. Yeah. And maybe one on the elevator shining at the rudder or the vertical stabilizer. And mm-hmm. uh, it looks really cool. But they're using like a, a high powered, super bright setup, you know, to yeah. illuminate a big giant scale, you know, hundred some inch airplane fly yeah. around and what i've heard a lot of guys do you know just to relax too is uh you know they'll use the night vapors up and down mm-hmm. the street at night just yeah. cruising around i've heard of guys doing that. i think ron caglione does that or i know the guys from man it was a podcast or two ago all things that fly i know those guys used to do it too i think yeah yeah nice but then you got the store-bought radiance too you know you can you mm-hmm. can they had a new one lights on it the fq1 yeah but i'm i'm more a fan of building it myself because you can get really stupid creative wood wood stuff yeah yeah well you could add an adreno right so you could talk about that how you add an adreno on yours you can flip different sequences that you could program and stuff yeah it was arduino nano and it just controlled yeah um what did i have eight or ten led segments and then i mirrored it on the other side and it was really pretty easy to program went through some transistors i downloaded different sequences or or programmed them myself you know i had a random one i had the night rider one i had um one that glowed on and off it was it was pretty cool nice and you could do inverse of all that stuff you know Mm -hmm. yeah i got some compliments on that stuff you know when i was out there flying it because it was different that's why I like the DIY stuff because, you know, it's just different, especially with the lights shining down. You know, as you're coming in low, you turn those lights on. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Looks yeah. kind of sci-fi. Awesome. Any other night setups you think for planes? Well, I had a question about the AMA, and I don't know if you guys can answer it, but what what is their thought on night flying and stuff like that? Do they Are they cool with it? Or I know there was an issue with... They're, at Urcher with the helis. They're cool with lit up aircrafts. They're not cool with spotlights. Okay. From what I understand. For now. Yes. For now. And I could be mistaken. And I know I know um at this past Urcha, 
I believe like the Urcha organization w- went with you know a couple of AMA folks and says, "Hey, here, watch a helicopter fly at night with proper light setup, mm-hmm. like with proper you know spotlights, and right. you know to show you that let's demo it to show you that it can be safe, sure. and uh, you know we can be safe with this, you know, not risk anything, right? Not to mitigate too much risk with it. So, right, but." Yeah, I don't know whatever happened yeah. with that, though. Well, I don't know. It's one of those, who knows? It may take know. a while to to make a change or something like that. It's sure. all politics. But I'm just as curious because you never hear anything about As of now, on helicopters, um, they want you to have uh, blades, like not mains and tails, and at least a couple glow sticks. Okay. And, um, that's kind of the the minimum. As of now, and of course, airplanes, you know, self illumination lights and stuff is fine, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yeah. So get out there and build something. I exactly. saw a guy yes. who built a stop sign, a flying stop sign that was all lit up. Like I said, I've seen the Pac Man stuff. That was oh, awesome. That I really want to see somebody cool. build a, a UFO looking thing because that's one of the things I've always you wanted to, to do. Yeah. You've been yeah. talking about it a while ago. Yeah. Still want to do that. In fact, I want to. You you bought my Phantom for that, didn't you? To do that, yeah. Yeah. I want to build something that scares people. That's what I want to build. <laughs> something where they don't know what it is. That's nice. that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. Nice. Confusion. Like that guy that has the the guy that has the ten billion watt LED on his drone that was lighting up the sides of mountains. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty awesome. Yeah, man. And having a night set up, whether it's a plane or a helicopter. Um, doesn't mean you have to go fly in pitch black darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Like, yeah. like my night plane, like I'm, my eyes are not great. So I have trouble, uh, when it's like really dark, like I, it's fine for a minute, but then everything just turns into big blob of light. But where I use it the most is that, um, 30, 45 minutes at dusk. Yeah. You can still right. see the ground. You can see everything. But if you're, you're, uh, plane or heli is more than 50 feet away it's hard to tell orientation right it's just so a silhouette mm-hmm. yeah so you have the lights you can still see everything but it gives you an extra probably close to an hour from that you can fly the evenings yep. um just that right before dark that dusk time yeah which is sometimes the best time to fly there's low wind and right. just everything's nice yes yeah i would really enjoy that time with my original Versa wing when it's it's right at the point in time where you can still see the trees mm-hmm. it's kind of the trees are dark and it's definitely a silhouette mm-hmm. of the trees but the sky is just a touch lighter right and yeah, uh, right. yeah that's you can kind of see but you can't see to fly safely but you got right. lights then that takes care of that so you i just find that a lot of fun Mm-hmm. I don't do a whole lot of, you know, strictly night flying, but I do a lot of dusk flying. Yeah. You know, I actually put LEDs on my uh, quadcopter. I know Jeff had them on his tricopter. Mm-hmm. And then I had little spotlights I could turn on and off uh, from a switch on my ElectroHub, the old ElectroHub. The flying coffee table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever happened with the uh, light you were building, Steve? Uh, the the step up voltage regulators that I've been getting are like cheap, you know, mm-hmm. whatever five dollar pieces. None of them worked. None of them been working. I oh, dang. I'll put like a three S battery pack, and I'm like turning up 
I need to get 30 volts and I'm not getting anywhere near. I'm getting like 12. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That's what the 3S LiPo pulls out. Like, that's not right. So yeah. I ordered another one from a different source this time. So and it's, it is coming from China. So I'm just kind of waiting. Okay. Um, okay. I did find this new light package setup. Mm-hmm. And this guy basically sells like the module all built into one thing. So you just hook up an LED, hook up a battery and a switch and you're done okay it's kind of expensive though so i i have a card and i'm like maybe i'll build like a, a because so going back to the south jersey fun fly right there's a guy rick or rich rick no rich it was rich um he had a subaru with a with a, an array of those lights mm-hmm. and he had i think he had eight or maybe ten um, he said whatever the, the max he can build that his alternator can give out amps wise because it, it was hardwired basically or plugged into his car for juice. And, you know, when I was talking about it, you know, he, one of the things he was mentioning is like that the lights like they take, you know, they take so much voltage, so much amps that you need to have a battery source, generator source, something that's going to support it. But I saw this guy and he had a, an array of 18 and he was powering it off of his like truck or whatever. Um, I'm not sure what alternator he has, but he was also powering it off a bat a success battery pack. I don't know how long he can power that many lights for. Probably not long at all. Well, but the main thing that I came from like meeting Rich and talking about the lights is that the the flood those lights aren't good for spotlights. Like you know, you were saying it too. They don't penetrate too far yeah, because of that yeah. sixty degree field of of focus mm-hmm. point. But there, in my opinion, you get you get like maybe about anywhere from you know I would say eight to fourteen or eighteen, any large number, and you set them in an array, and they are replacements for construction lights. Yes, yeah, you could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that with a couple of spotlights, like, you know, handheld ones, you're, you're good right. for night flying at any field or anywhere. Right. Yeah. You could, um, yeah. If you have, um, even four, yeah, just four or five, um, LEDs with the four or five LEDs a piece, mm-hmm. space those out a little bit. That will illuminate your field to the, to like a, maybe not as bright as construction light, but enough to see everything. And then you throw a couple spotlights in there. I mean, you've got the perfect setup. Yeah. So the the one of the guys I was watching their YouTube video, which I, I didn't catch the name, but I can look that up. Um, had the eighteen array, had the eighteen hundred watts, whatever it was, eighteen thousand watts. Um, no, eighteen hundred because there are hundred watts per light. Equivalent is a thousand, but you know, an LED wattage yeah. that they're only hundred watts. He was able to light a mound side. That was like two miles away. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's crazy and that's probably overkill. But yeah. something in that fashion, if we can get like, you know, Kevin, like, you know, Polder, right? If we could light that back tree line, we're done. Yeah. We're, it's perfect. Enough. Enough distance, yeah, enough flood freaking, coverage. Dude, if we get half of that, it'd be yeah. insane. So that with a couple of spotlights, just so you cover any, uh, you know, out of range or blind spots or whatever right. you want to call it, right. you're good. So yeah. I'm thinking about building now. I'm thinking about building an array, so that way I can do this at Polda, or we could do this at you know South Jersey if you don't have a light, you know, tower. Mm-hmm. So, um, but pricing it out from this guy who has like that whole one and all in one unit 
I mean, I, th- I think to do an 18 array, it was like $500. Yeah. So it's not really cheap. So I might build like a four or six to start with and see how it works out and then go from there. Cool. Uh, all right. So when we're talking about, you know, night flying and, and dusk flying and, you know, we're basically our winter's coming in the northeast up here and just in general in the north hemisphere. Um, so our daylights are getting shorter, right? It's getting darker and darker, sooner and sooner. Um you know, so it sucks. Like five thirty, six o'clock, it starts to get dark. You can't fly. like soon as it starts to get a hint of like that sun going down. I I can't see the heli. I yeah. It's always even my orange super neon radioactive yeah. canopies. They turn into silhouettes. So, you know, think about if you had a you know you go out to the field and you want to fly all day and you know maybe till like six seven o'clock till dinner time. You know, you you definitely need a night setup. Mm-hmm. So, or just get your ass out there and fly, and get your flights in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. do that. Get out there and do it, man. Quit your job, retire, and fly no. from ten in the morning to five in the afternoon. Then go home and go to bed. Ten to two. That's my plan. Well, for those of us who can't retire, <laughs> which is neither one of you two guys, because you guys are already retired. <laughs> um, you know, get your ass out there and fly. Get up. You know, get up, get out, get ready night before. Yeah. Get, get to the field and get some flights in. Yep. The good part about flying when it gets cold around is that uh, a lot of the uh, guys that uh, you know are either down in Florida. It's not going to be that crowded at the field. You get down there and you can probably get a bunch of flights in. Yep. A little bit of wind scares off the plankers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for little, sure. A little bit of wind, some wind chill. Yeah, they're not there. You know, only the hardcore planters are out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so getting ready for winter. What what do you guys do to get ready for winter? Do you guys use transmitter gloves, heated transmitter gloves? Do you take your your um, jetty radio and hook up a, a heating thing so that it heats mm-hmm. up the aluminum? Mm-hmm. No, but that would be sweet. I do a lot of pissing and moaning. Yeah, That's but what, I do stock up on those hand warmer things. I really like those. I'll use those. And not only that, you I've seen you bring out your heater to the field that you sit on and it. <laughs> and I've actually sat on my heater at the field. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a pro that's one of the pictures I have uh, <laughs> when I make the flyers for our fun fly. <laughs> that's one of the pictures yeah. I put. I uh, don't have a transmitter glove. I okay. mainly just go outside to a flight and come back in. But when it's really cold, uh my fingers do get cold, which sucks. Oh yeah. I just I don't I don't use any kind of strap or anything, and I don't lock them, so I'm not really sure how to implement a glove. Like I don't know. Yeah. I need to check tough. on that, but it's everything's good, but my fingertips, which is kind of the only part I need filling in, and they get numb first. And I I know that this has happens to this has happened to me, and I know it happens to Steve too. But uh, especially up here in the Northeast, you know, it'll get cold enough to a point where it's like, okay, this really isn't fun anymore because I'm freezing my ass off. Sure. I mean, my tolerance is probably, uh, you know, Steve's is probably more than mine for the cold. But because uh, I've seen him out in like sixteen degrees flying mm-hmm. in blizzards. 
In blizzard-like conditions. Yeah, like crazy wind and snow drifts and everything. Why do I even have to say blizzard-like conditions? It's a freaking blizzard. <laughs> it is blizzard, yeah, it's right? It's not yeah. like a blizzard. It is a blizzard. Yeah. yeah. So what's your uh, what's your number, Kevin? Like, what's your cutoff? When do you uh, decide de- it's it too depends cold to because fly? It depends because uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I can probably fly. doesn't matter how cold it gets. But once I start getting my bones start getting cold day after day, I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's easier to like start a- strong and then it like withers pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can usually handle the cold, but uh, I don't know if it gets in the twenties. And it it really depends on the wind. If the wind yes. is whipping yeah. and it's ice cold, yeah, that's now true. it's numbing your eyeballs and you're tearing up and you can't. Yes, even get the three tearing in. that bothers yeah. me more than having cold. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty good down to about 30. Like, it's fine. And I have flown all the way down to zero, but it's not fun. Like, you go out, and two minutes in, your fingers are froze. Uh, so right. it's kind of not worth it. But anything uh, 30 and up is, is pretty good, unless the wind's just really, really whipping, which case yeah. it kind of sucks. But I, I bundle up. You know, I have coveralls and all that stuff from – you know, I'll have to work outside some, even in the winter. You uh, know what I want to try this year, though? I want to try a heated vest of some sort. I know that Milwaukee makes one. They sell yeah. it at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my eyes open and see if I can get a, a deal on one yeah. of those. I looked, at, I looked at getting some last year, and I actually was like, I went to like three different lows during the wintertime trying to find it, and I couldn't find any in stock. The problem with the heated vest that I see is that, like, I don't know, my core isn't ever really cold. Because I wear like a pretty heavy down jacket and I layer mm-hmm. up. It's usually my extremities. Like I agree. My feet, that's, my hands, my arms. Right. That's always been my problem, which people say if you keep your core really warm, the blood will go to your fingers. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I've always had a problem with vests because I'm like, well, that's not the part that gets cold. My arms get cold. Yeah. Why is there no sleeves on this stupid thing? Right. But even the jackets only heat the, uh, they only heat the torso. You know, there's yeah. nothing. Like if you had one with heated sleeves, that might help because that would bring the heat all the way down to your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know of a good solution. Probably a glove with the um, the hot hands uh, chemical heaters inside the glove. I think that's probably you know one what of the we best. need to look at. What heated jackets for motorcyclists because they are heated on the arms. Okay. Not for the construction. See, we I think we've been looking right. at it the wrong way. Yeah, we've been looking yeah. at it as a construction worker outside working, you know, which their hands are moving, so their hands don't need to well, usually get gloves. that close. Yeah. yeah. But a motorcycle jacket, okay. that might be something we can look into. Okay, that might work. I didn't even well, know that existed. Because I, I wanted to get one when I was when I used to ride a lot. Because I used mm-hmm. to ride year-round. I didn't kind of care. I know that Milwaukee and... DeWalt make a jacket. It's still I've not heated that. in the arms, though. Oh, it's not? No, I've looked into all of them, both of them. DeWalt, I think, I think DeWalt, or it's one of the two companies had, they would go up to like a short sleeve, like, okay. you know, like, you know, a third down in the arm, but that was it. Like, they never went down to your forearms. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm thinking maybe one of those motorcycle liner, heated liners might work. We have a heated toilet seat in my house. It was like the best thing I ever put in. My wife loves it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how that relates, but... You hang it around your neck and then... Oh. Put your hand <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You rest it on your lap, and then you rest your <laughs> forearms on your lap with it, with the transmitter. Just sit on the toilet and sit fly. On sit fly. on your heater, and then put that on your lap. Yeah. I think Steve's got it figured out. <laughs> so do you guys use the transmitter mitts, the glove things? I do not. I have tried that. I can't. I think Jeff had one. Yeah, Jeff bought it for me, I remember, and I, I can't do it. It just seems yeah. awkward to me. Like, I've stuck my hands in a couple of them, and uh, some of the guys, uh, one, I got a, a friend that used to live in Alaska, and uh, he oh, said, uh, yeah, he's negative 20 was his cutoff. He said anything Oof. lower than negative 20, it just wasn't worth it. It's like, okay, buddy. That's Wow. <laughs> he's like, yeah, if you get hurt or, you know, get cut or something, things go bad quickly when it's that cold. It's like, yeah, no kidding. I thought zero was way too cold. But he he takes the transmitter mitt glove, and then he would put a couple, two or three of those uh, hand warmers, the mm-hmm. like the hot hands, the chemical warmers, yep. inside oh, okay. there. So as soon as you put your hands, that whole glove is like, you know, room temperature. It's super warm. That's interesting because the time I tried the heated glove or the mitt or whatever that is that in whole enclosure i think it was mike at the our president mike had a battery powered heating element in there uh-huh. and it it kind of worked yeah. uh but the hot hands thing would be great because that you don't have to worry about the battery running out yeah, and, and they last like for that. several hours and they get yeah, really hot yeah like you just that's throw, a good idea you would just break them and throw them in there you know and Maybe leave it in a car while it gets set up and stuff and leave the radio in there. And the radio just stayed really warm all day long, basically. So might try that. That's cool. Just the whole glove seems awkward to me. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, my, my problem with the gloves, I don't like anything touching my hands. Yeah, exactly. Like ru- your, your rubbing, thumbs and yeah. stuff rubbing on it. Yeah, I right, don't like that. Right, I don't like that. I feel like any type of restriction will make me freak out when i'm like trying to hit a switch or something so um so now obviously okay i tend to wear um gloves with like since i'm a pincher um if not all fingertips cut off i do like you know like the the wool gloves and i yeah yeah, do a thumb in my index finger but and i put one of those chemical like the the hand warmers in my palm of my hand so okay Kind of feels weird because it pushes your hands off the transmitter a little bit more because I grip the transmitter by pinching. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, after a flight or two, I get used to it. And and what's good about it is I can make a fist and get my fingertips warmed back up. Okay. You know, when yeah, I'm not flying, and I put it in my hand, right, in my jacket. Um, what about this? Uh, a lot of people have been making um, heated boots, Bo- not boots, booths. See, this is my feature better. B o o t h boots. Mm-hmm. Right. So. They have like a little propane heater and they'll have like basically a PVC structure with like plexiglass or whatever to keep the heat in there. You ever see one of those? Yes. Yeah. I've never flown in one of those. I don't know what they what they're like, but I wonder how those would be because it blocks the wind, which is probably yeah, I was going to say probably the biggest issue. benefit is blocking the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you yeah done correctly, I think it would be a really really beneficial. To block the wind, and, and you can get a little bit of heat blowing on yeah. you as well. Yeah, and I mean, even if it's like the heat is like, 
you know, it's blowing in there and like it'll cause like a positive vacuum in there, right? Like it'll leak out any of the holes. So kind of keep the cold out and the wind out and stuff. So, yeah, that might be, I don't know. Maybe we should build one, Kevin. I don't know. I should build one. I mean, do we need to tell people to not build a totally enclosed booth and put a propane heater in it? Um, People know that, right? uh, Yeah, I would hope so. (laughs) No, definitely do that. Be like Superman 2. Step into that booth. Yeah. Yeah. You get no. really sleepy. Yeah. You're going to sleep. Anytime you're, you're in one of these things and you get tired, maybe good idea to step maybe out. Maybe step out. Yeah. yeah. Put, a, put a CO no, detector Most in of there, the right? ones I've seen, like the entire open. front was open. Yeah. 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 I just didn't yeah. want somebody to get the idea that, hey, I'm going to build a greenhouse around myself and yes, put yeah, a propane no. heater in there. That's, yeah, no, don't that's do that. Not. Just put a plastic bag over your head. <laughs> and the, Cut out all the, the bullshit. Just cause that'll you. save you time of building something. <laughs> and you'll have the same result. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. Anyways. Do not put a plastic bag over your head, kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Is there anything else that we might be missing? I don't need your mom writing me letters. Yeah. Now, do you guys bring anything as far as, like, I don't know how much snow other people get, but, Steve, you bring a shovel to the field? I mean, especially yeah. for the helicopters, we'll bring a shovel, yep. you know, and shovel out a path mm-hmm. to a little, like, landing area. Yep. Yeah. Bring out a shovel. If you have a, if you have planes, Ski bring, planes. you know, you know, get the skis, get the floats, put them on there. Um, definitely, definitely going to need something. Wheels aren't yeah. going to go on the snow. Unless it's like a block of ice, you know, it's not going to work. And another thing, um, which I guess anybody that flies in the winter knows this, but um, I've heard uh, people saying that um, a plane with gear, either skis or floats or something, mm-hmm. is better than a, a hand launch model. Because if you're using a, a glove or something, you're going to have trouble launching sure. it and then getting your hand in the glove. Mm-hmm quick enough to yeah. pilot it without smashing it in the ground yep i mean unless you have a friend so. to help you take take off that's fine yeah or yeah you have, I mean, you have a cool tortuga launcher that'd be cool too um, Tortuga. yeah but yeah you know think about that like make, make sure you put some thought you're gonna hand launch yeah. your your vegan and then you gotta put your hand in the transmitter glove well you need a right. lot of time <laughs> right you well know? i was thinking more you know like uh, uh guys from the uh RC after hours like Andre kind of keeps a couple dedicated planes for, uh, for the winter for yes. flying in the snow yes. instead of, uh, instead of the hand launch models, keep something with skis or, or like you said, floats mm-hmm. work well, yep. you know, so think about that. you if hand launch stuff might not be the best, especially if you're using a mitt. Yeah. And also, you know, when you're, when you're hand launching something, you have to land and snow, you know, it yes. depends on how it skids. It's not the best surface. Well, on, it's say. not the best anyway because, like, if okay, say it's soft, powdery snow. Well, now yeah, you just got snow in. inside everything. Yeah. Okay, say it's hard, crusted snow. Now you're just going to either chew your foam apart or, you know, you're covering or something like your tortuga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that hard, icy surface is just going to eat up anything that it goes yeah. across. Yeah. So just be mindful of that, I would say. Yep. And I always think of stuff outside the flying while I'm at the field. Like if you're charging off your battery on your car, make sure you don't drain your battery down because now you're stuck in the middle of a winter (laughs) and you can't get your car started. So, you know, be mindful of that. Just think about what you're doing. 
let's talk, or have a spare let's, battery. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Batteries itself, lipos, they don't perform very well in the cold. Oh, yes. Right? You need so a way that's, to keep your lipos warm. Yeah. So if you want to keep your car running, you know, maybe have some heat in a car to warm yourself up and keep those batteries warmed up too. They make um, yeah. they make battery warmers. Yep, yep. Battery uh, lipo bags with the electric right. elements in it. You yep. can also take a uh, take a bag and put a heating like a heating pad, like you mm-hmm. put on your back or something. You could stick that in there and keep them warm. Yep. Anything to try yep. to keep them, you know, up in that fifty to sixty least, degrees is best. Yeah. Yeah, or and more. batteries in thirties degrees, it's not. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's not good. Yeah. You're going to damage your pack, basically. So, yeah. uh, what about the other equipment? Ball links. Mm-hmm. They don't like super cold weather. Yes, depending on the material yeah. that the ball links are made out of, too. I've seen different manufacturers. Shrink. They either tight, or they yep. can get all your plastic parts can get brittle. Brittle. Yeah. Yep, yep. Landing gears especially. Even, you know, you would think, oh, my plastic landing gears, they get brittle um, with temperature quite easily. So, you know, you want to be a little bit more careful about it, but, you know, have fun. Enjoy the snow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, cut some uh, nice circles inverted in the snow. It's great. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. It looks cool. <laughs> For sure. All right. So do we have any other things we want to mention about winter before we move it on? It sucks. Yeah. The best way to avoid winter flying is to move to Florida. Yeah, but then the summers suck. Nah. True. I don't know. I can sweat. I hate sweating. I hate sweating, too. I love winter. I mean, obviously, I, it doesn't get as cold, probably. Well, it gets cold, but we don't get the snow that you guys get. Yeah, you don't get the accumulation we get. We get but, feet yeah. and feet of snow, yeah. We get, you know, we might get four or five inches. But it'll be gone in like three days, so it's not a big problem. But I get so much more flying and just general hobby time through the winter. So I kind of like winter. Well, that's cool. Just and That's just being my profession. I got way less to do through the winter than I do the summer. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Not me. Yeah. You're just a grumpy old man. I'm just grumpy. I'm old. I'm a man. What can I tell you? <laughs> All right, let's move it to news and announcements. News and announcements. Awesome. All right, what do we got? Well, we got some podcast news. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got some podcast news. So the first thing is uh, Full Pitch, right? Javier? He, yeah, uh, stepping down. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Too much else going on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does take time and dedication. It's not, you know, I, we we say it here all the time. Like it's <laughs> it it takes effort and it takes time, and it's like you'll find out soon if you can't do it. Like you know, we've <laughs> we've had people come and go from this show alone. You know, so we know we're really yeah yeah. It does. Oh, it takes time and effort. And, you know, I'm sure there's days where Steve wants to strangle me and Andy wants to hit me over the head and I want everybody to just Not shut yet. up because I want to go to bed. <laughs> but that's, it's, dude, it, I don't know. I've been having a great time with it. Yeah. And uh, I know we could talk about ourselves, but yeah, I mean, full yeah. pitch, Javier split. He's, he, uh, he kind of, he kind of did it the right way, you know, said so he's going to take some time off. I don't know if he'll be back or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm new, so I'm still having a lot of fun. I'm just waiting for you guys to be like, um, sorry, it's not working out. You're kind of a pain in the ass. 
but so far so good steve said that to me just recently <laughs> about myself i was like no i'm not leaving <laughs> sorry <laughs> but yeah that that kind of sucks yeah but uh yeah. you know they got the other the other three guys there yeah so they'll, they'll hold Scott, on the four for now and, oh yeah jimmy jones jimmy jones jimmy jones <laughs> All right, and so uh, we have other news for podcasting, right? Yeah. So our friend Bobby Watts, hmm? Mr. High Voltage. Yeah, is starting the High Voltage with Bobby Watts podcast. Yeah. Nice. I haven't nice. had a chance to, I think he's got an episode out now, right? Yes. I, I haven't listened to it. Is he talking about I listen to it. helis or drones or Watts Innovations or... I don't know. Maybe everything. Maybe. Talking about high voltage. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, it's always interesting to hear what other guys have to say and their take on things. And Mm -hmm. he seems to be uh, out there getting a lot. He's a a go-getter, so he's out there doing moving and shaking. So I'm sure it'll be interesting to see what's, what's going on. Yeah, man. And there's always room for another podcast, for sure. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I could listen to them all day, every day. I don't have enough yet. Yeah, me either. Yeah, man. Me either. Anybody that, that works, like, uh, has a long drive or commute or, like me, and works in tractors or alone or something, you need. it's so great to have hours of content to fill that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And audio content. Because yeah, that's what I'm video saying. That you is, can, yeah. yeah. Video is no good. I need to be no, able no. to concentrate to on working, but plug it in the radio in the in yeah. a machine and, and just listen. Yeah. You know, I'll spend countless hours, you know, in the combine this fall and I rely mm-hmm. on podcasts to, to, you know, keep me going through the day. For sure. Um, Absolutely, man. I got one I listened to called The Projection Booth. The movies they kind of talk about lately i haven't been into it all but some of them they do four hour podcasts man and i i've listened to a lot of them with the commutes that i have wow four hours huh yeah i think well it's not once a week obviously but you know the guy puts together interviews with uh people that starred in different films and you know compiles a whole podcast together about it and it's, it's really good yeah that's cool yeah i've always enjoyed the longer ones oh dude Speaking of podcasts, man, I've been listening to uh, our listeners might listen to to this one. I listened to this one called Limetown. It's like a science fiction one, and it is it's like a radio drama style podcast. Okay, cool. Which yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's freaking out there, man! And now I, I can't wait for season two. They did they did like six full episodes, and they did a couple of like little one or two minute like teaser things. But it's uh, it's very well done, and you know if you're into science fiction, like Star Trek, I know that uh, Andy doesn't know what I'm talking about, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's called Limetown. It's pretty good. I have to check that out. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, gotta check it out. Okay, uh, let's see here. What else do we have? We XFC, got, right? Yeah, XFC V2 uh, dates. They did get moved uh, because of the Urcha thing. So now the dates are July 18th through the 21st, 2019 at Eli Field in Monticello, Illinois. 
So very cool. I I kind of heard that last week, but I couldn't confirm it, so I didn't want to say for sure. But it looks like they did push everything a week earlier to uh, non to not conflict with the virtue dates. So that's good news. Fantastic. So let's awesome. see. FAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pain in the butt. Oh, that's not what you wrote here. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I write and what I say are two different things there, young Steve. <laughs> yes, but yes, a, young um, one, young Andy, yes. you're younger than I am. So why oh, don't yeah, you man up right. and say what you wrote, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe later. <laughs> uh, there's the, uh, the um, FAA Reauthorization Act of 2018. Uh and it looks like it's going to be problematic for the hobby. So there's a couple things going around where you can, uh, it's real easy. You can just uh, put your name, address, email in, and it will send a form letter to the your representatives for your district and Congress. And we're just trying to put the word out for them to vote no on the FAA Reauthorization Act of 2018. Uh, have you guys looked into this any? Yes. I did it. And the the website that you're talking about is www.oneclickpolitics, all one word, dot com, forward slash widget, forward slash one click, four seven zero one. Okay. And that brings you right to a page that says, okay, cool. take action now, tell Congress to vote no on FAA reauthorization. Yeah. And like you said, you fill out your first and last name, email, address, phone city you shit. should uh, i think i got an email from ama i would think yes. most everyone did but look at it and and go take a couple minutes and do this it, it'll help um yep have you looked at the the bill i tried to read it i got through the table of contents my eyes glossed over rolled yep. in the back of my head and i fell over and almost killed myself Mm-hmm. I did not look at the bill in its entirety, but uh, it, you know, any stoppage of whatever the government wants to do, I'm in favor. Yeah, of. here's the problem: there's like a million different things in this bill, and only a few of them pertain to the FAA. There's all kinds of other crap, and of course, somebody said that they stuck in a bunch of hurricane relief. Um, That's the name of the game, you. I wondered my whole life growing up, why would a guy that is respectable in the community vote no for something like mm-hmm. hurricane relief? Mm-hmm. It's because that's the way they put exactly. this stuff in. Do you wonder how down the line, I mean, now it's different than when we were kids, but you wonder how a guy can get through his whole career and then they pulled up something that he voted no for, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. saving mm-hmm. babies. And it's because they jam it in they part of a stupid They stuck it in with bill. something else. So. Yeah. What sucks yep. is because the hobbyist, we're a very small minority. So yep. I'm sure that a lot of people are going to vote for something. They're like, well, I mean, you know, I have to save face. I can't worry about this couple thousand modelers out here. It just, it, that's why I hate politics. Uh-huh. It's just aggravating on the. Uh, you said level. it earlier, man. There should be term limits. And I think. Yeah. They should pass a regulation to one specific topic per bill. 
Yes. But there, there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of like healthcare stuff in here, different things. Yeah, there's the FAA stuff. Bullshit, there's man. a bunch of uh, it's mostly um, full scale FAA type things, and then the model stuff shoved in there, and um, it's not great. I mean, there it's it it really hurt the hobby. With that much different things in in that bill, I'm sure. It, it could easily be just stopped. Yeah. You know, well, let's hope uh, so. I mean, that's could have easily been like, wait, we got way too broad of a spectrum. But then again, I am giving credibility and thought to the government. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good luck. Which I don't think has any credibility or uses their brains at all. <laughs> it's hey. just a 800 pound gorilla that can't be controlled. So I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah. So we got that link from our buddy chris breams he's he's okay, been all over cool. facebook about yeah. getting your act together yeah, and, yeah it's on facebook you know check your email from the ama they, they sent them out um if you go to the ama website and go um if you go to the uh, government relations blog there's a couple different posts in there that you can read about it and they have a breakdown of kind of what's in the bill, like what's the law now versus what will be in the new bill. So go check that out. You know, if you, uh, see model aircraft and then, um, you can find AMA blogs and then there's a AMA government relations blog. So take a minute, go check that stuff out. Cause it, it is important to the hobby. Yeah. So enough with the bad news on yeah. some good news. What yeah. would you call this? A new model or a new uh, version? Steve? It's an addition. Uh, it's like a yeah, new version. New kind edition. of like a yeah. It's it's uh yeah. So let's talk about it. So SAB has released two new kits under the. It's um under their jet, right? Like their their SAB yeah, well, Avio have that whole that theme, that whole Antarctica theme. Yes, that whole Antarctica thing. Yeah, Antarctica, I don't know, conflict or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a whole thing. SAB Goblin Thunder Sport Havoc Edition, which is pretty cool looking. It's Mm -hmm. a three-bladed main, three-bladed tail rotor. Um, The the paint job, it looks awesome. I, I, I really do like the digital camo type of look and that it's like a matte paint finish. Yeah, I was going to say it's matte. Which mm-hmm. sounds really awesome. Yeah. I see a lot of matte paint, but I always know cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's coming out. Um, should be ready, what, like sometime in October, right? They say uh, mid-October. You can okay. pre-order now, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yep. they're expecting them mid-October. Yeah, I know BK Hobbies has it on their site already. So, I mean, so definitely. I think it was eight ninety nine for yeah, that I one. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. And then with the 700 size Havoc, right? So just just to kind of go over the the you know the 700 size Havoc, it's to me it's like a Black Thunder Sport with the new canopy theme, and then a KC edition, like mm-hmm. the head and everything, all the the black um, hardware and stuff. So, um, right. and then you have your smaller size, the Goblin Fireball Havoc edition. Fireball. Fireball. Um, and this is really cool. This is like, uh, what was it? I think it was retailing for four sixty nine, and it comes with the motor ESC and uh, SAB servos, uh, SAB ESC and servos. 
Nice. Yeah. That's actually it. a pretty good deal. Yeah. 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 And I think being the heavy condition, it's, I don't think this is plastic either. This is fiberglass, you know? So it's like the okay. competition mm-hmm. um, model version, but it has an awesome paint job just like the other one. So, yeah. And I think that, I think that's also going to be released in, uh, in October sometime, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I didn't see, but I would probably assume the same time, mid October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I saw. I can tie all of this in to winter and the coming season, dude. The best thing about this season, when it gets a little cool out, is you can take your hot apple cider and you can put a little fireball in it, which <laughs> is cinnamon whiskey. There you go. It's all tied together. While you're flying, well, not while you're flying, but while you're building your new goblin fireball, mm-hmm. not cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> Tied it all together. Tied it all together. Nice. Now, don't get too drunk and be building. <laughs> awesome. All right. Do we have any other news and announcements we want to mention? No. Mm, I'm sure I forgot something, but oh, well, we'll get it next week. Well, hopefully I'll see everyone at the fall mowdown. Mm-hmm. Well, that that that's what was going to be next for me in the hobby. I was going to talk about that. I do have more news. Yeah, what do you got? Oh boy, what do you got, Steve? Couple um, fun flies coming up soon down in North Carolina. Oh, cool. Yeah, we've we've got the um, Lower Fest, October twelfth through the fourteenth in Moxville, North Carolina. Okay, that's uh, between Statesville and Winston Salem. North Carolina and um, buddy Chad strong is putting this on and nice. um, looks like there's going to be a good, good group there. Uh, he's got a ton of sponsors lined up, so it should be a good time. Um, I'm sure most of the RCHO guys and stuff will be there. Mm-hmm. So check that out for sure. If you're in the area, cause those North Carolina boys are always a good time. And I think about, we talked about this once before. Maybe last year. I remember the old Winston and Salem area. Yeah, we talked. That was earlier this year when I I went to the Dragonfly event. Mm, yeah, that's okay. what it was. That was a little bit different area, but yeah, the same same group of guys for the most part. And then in November, November 2nd through the 4th, we have the 2018 Fall Pool Fest down at the RCHO field. That's in Nightdale, North Carolina. And that's definitely cool. one to check out. So I just, I just kind of wanted to throw those out there in case somebody wasn't paying attention. Those, those will be two good, fun, small local events down here in the Carolinas. Very nice. All awesome. right, now I'm done. All right, I'm. I got one more bit of news. I forget who it was, so forgive me. Somebody, I was looking for it. I think it was Mark. Mark Ritchie sent me a quick uh, blurb about the new Spectrum receivers that are wireless. Or cordless, huh? Antennaless. Sorry. Oh, antennaless. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's there's Spectrum AR four ten. There's the four channel receiver DMX sport receiver, thirty bucks, and the uh, they're making a six channel version that's forty bucks, and they're just little cubes. And uh, the cool part about these things are there's no more bind plug. You just hit a button on it to bind. Oh, it. that's mm-hmm. neat. That's cool. And. Uh, what, so, I wonder what the range is like without having actual like antenna sticking out to give you some um not what is it called? I guess it depends on where you mount it. The AR six twenty says it's a full range aircraft receiver. 
So I don't know. It says uh, lightweight park flyer size with full performance. Hmm. Probably more geared toward airplanes. And it has some form of telemetry in it, it says, also. Nice. Which is pretty awesome for 40 bucks. These things were 60 Yeah. Yeah. Now, that'd be great, especially for a, like a wood or a foam airplane, because you could just stick it inside it. You know, I don't know about a helicopter. Like, if you stick it on the carbon fiber without the antennas out, you right. might get reception issues. Mm-hmm. Well, this would be great going to an event, man. Buy this 40 bucks, and you're not going to have any interference. You shouldn't have any interference. You know, with, like... I used to use the Orange RX ones or the Lemon RX ones, and you'd go to something like Fight Fest, and you'd get crosstalk like crazy. I don't know if this would eliminate any of that because it's still riding on the same frequency band and still, you know, riding well, on the I mean, same channel. It's, it's going to be better than DSM two. I mean, it's a DSM. Oh, who flies DSM? Right? Who flies DSM two anymore? Well, Kevin, if he's buying Orange RX receivers, yeah, exactly. no, Orange RX has DSMX. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I never had any problems with the Spectrum, the Spectrum stuff. Even DSM-2? Uh, well, no. DSM-2 is like 1989, dude. I know. I don't use that anymore. Who uses that? I, that's what I'm saying. Who uses that anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I hope no one's using it. <laughs> You're such anybody, that sticks a, <laughs> anybody that sticks a Spectrum uh, module in the back of their radio, because it's a DSM-2, not a DSMX. They don't make a DSMX module oh really uh, yeah i didn't know that i thought they did make dsmx no i think an after a third party makes one but the actual spectrum one that like dm9 or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's dsm2 says on it if you re- look at it oh wow oh, boy so there may be people doing it and don't even know it yeah which i mean it's fine if you just one or two people around you put right. 30, 40 people together, then you might have issues. You put, you know, a thousand people together. A thousand. DSMX yeah. will even have issues. Oh, yeah. And we were. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's move right. on to what's next for you in the hobby. All right. Yeah. What's next for you, Steve? I got a couple of trips coming up. I have uh, the fall mowdown. So this Friday, um, hopefully get everything packed up. Most likely, I'll probably drop off Hunter at daycare, and then I'll be on my way to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Spend the next couple days there. Um, After that, that following Monday, I have a business trip. So I'm going to a a conference out in Denver, Colorado. So I jump, jump on an airplane and fly my ass over to Altitude for Better Cloud, their conference. So... Hmm, cool. So that I'm out there from Monday through Friday. Um, so taking so we, a heli with you. I thought about it, but I don't know. You need uh, to see what it's like to fly at like that know, altitude, thousand oh, feet altitude, or whatever it is. <laughs> it's so thin. The air is gonna feel so like uh-huh. not there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So will you be making it back for the podcast, or will you be? Logging in from the hotel room? I'll probably log in from the hotel room since it's also, uh, oh, I don't know. It depends. I guess I could. Because if, if we do an 8 o'clock, that's, a, I think, 6 o'clock. I think it's two hours. Or it might be three hours. I don't, I'm not sure. The time zone different. But if it's, I don't think it's three. Yeah, it's I think two. it's two. I think it's mountain time, right? So yeah. two hours. So it would be, you know, 6 o'clock. And, you know, conference, I believe, 
is a nine to five thing. So I'll just, you know, maybe order room service at the hotel and just do the podcast from, uh, from the hotel room. So that does remind me I should bring, I won't be able to bring my mic set up per se. Uh, well, I mean, maybe I could just without the boom, just bring the mic and hold it. But um, I'll probably just bring my headset and use my um, the little mic on it. So, yeah, you know, my audio quality will probably make Kevin pull the remaining last strains of hair on his head. Um, but, <laughs> Dude, I have a full head of hair. <laughs> Not I get for compliments. long. <laughs> Not I get compliments for, yeah. all the hey, time. Not for long. <laughs> about my hair. <laughs> but yeah, so but I don't know. We'll figure that out. They might be from women that are over 65, but I do get compliments. <laughs> Uh, um yeah and then screw and, you andy <laughs> so and then you know i'll be back out next weekend which will be more uh, which i probably i don't know if i'm gonna even be able to fly or do much in a hobby it's i i feel like i i don't know I, I feel guilty i've been taking so much time off not from work but time off like not being with my family because i'm i'm out hanging out with friends and flying so you know, we got other, we got, I don't know. I'll find some days to fly. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just take a day off of work. Yeah, man, just take a day off of work. Yeah. I still have. <laughs> you don't even want to not care. Hours. We don't, we don't care. Nobody Dude, can cares. you hear that? It's me slitting my own wrist over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's about it for me. What do you got, Kevin? <laughs> well, I'm going to be working, dude, Saturday and maybe Sunday. Uh, just work called me and was like, you know, well, uh, we need you for part two of this project they're doing. So I hope I'm not working on Sunday because I really want to get some flying in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it, dude. I don't know what else I'll be doing. Maybe some more work on the 550. Hopefully I can get that finished um, soon. I did find my servos. Nice. If you uh, if you end up flying on Sunday, let me know because most likely I'm I'm basically passing Polda. Oh, do we, do we have a TFR? No, do we? Do we? I don't know if we... No, 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 so. we don't have a TFR, but I think they're doing a club picnic on Saturday. So, yeah, so, so Sunday would be free. Um, but, yeah, if you, let me know. But if you do go out, I can, I'm leaving probably Sunday morning. So I'll probably be passing early afternoon through, uh, yeah. you know, that part of Jersey. So. All right, I'll let you know if I'm there. Sure. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Um, we got the... Uh... I won't be at fall mowdown, unfortunately, which I'm kind of sad about, but I've got crops to get in. So got to do that. Uh, I am going to try to make it out, uh, to the flyers for tots fun fly. We have over here in Morristown, try to support it a little bit. Even if I just get, I may try to go out early in the morning, set up my, um, speakers and the PA system and stuff and, everything and then i may have to go work and let tima mind the store and then maybe go back late in the afternoon is that a uh heli only fun no it's just planes and helis whatever nice yeah it's it's you know it's not a huge club or anything but they um traditionally raise a good little bit of money for the uh holiday hope fund here in morristown which uh you know, goes uh, various different things with some kids and stuff through the, for the holidays, and they just call it Flyers for Tots. So it's it's just well, kind of a cool. charity event, basically. Yeah, Very so I'm gonna cool. try to support that, and uh, it's closed, so I can just kind of run over there and set stuff up, and then 
go work and then go back and back and forth a little bit if I have to. And I uh, got to get this oxy put back together so I can get more flights on it. That's pretty much it for me. Very cool, man. You guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. I don't know. I don't know how many we are. I think we're plus five this week. So we are at Facebook likes, 820 likes plus five this week. And the names are, let's see here. <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's definitely cue the music. I'll probably get most of these okay, but there's one that I'm going to mess up on purpose. So we have. Why would you mess up one on purpose? You'll see. We have okay. Antonio Casillas. Jericho Byrne. Jerry Claiborne. Yeah, Jerry Claiborne, but Claiborne. Jerry Claiborne finally liked this? Jerry Claiborne. Yeah, I think he finally got on Facebook. Because I don't remember seeing right. him often on Facebook, and now I, you know, he, See, I'm friends with him and all that stuff. all that about people that aren't on Facebook got to him, and he started up a Facebook account. We love you, Jerry. How'd you know we were talking about you, Jerry? We were talking about Jerry. <laughs> it was a mystery. So we... <laughs> Next, we have. Wrapped up in a mystery. We have Sean Felty, Chris Wilson, and Alexis Scott. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone, for liking us. And I just want to say this one more time. And we have Ozzy Mozzy. I just, I just like. Ozzy Mozzy. Love that. <laughs> Greatest so awesome. name ever. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like his. Uh, profile picture too it's like um it looks like kind of like graffiti art and it says big letters lsd large scale down under <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> that's great the shirt that says yeah that. dude it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks man okay so what do we got for facebook comments facebook comments wait a minute i did see something here oh but i read it i'm sorry uh it was from chris breams about the yes about the uh, AMA sign-up thing. He said, you know, with over 150,000 AMA members in the United States and a little over 900 of us have taken ash- action, this hobby will die a slow death. I don't even think it's a slow so, death. I think it's going to be a quick death. The way it's, it's going to be a quick going. shutdown. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the light switch. Yep. No more flying. That's when we have to rise up and take our country back. <laughs> yeah, all 900 of right us. To fly all 900 against of us. the rest of the country. I'm gonna fly my oxy four into your head, Chuck Schumer. Oh shit! <laughs> yes. Oh jeez. Oh boy. Um, crap. I I didn't get a chance to look at this much more. What were you when I was talking? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, Wesley D. Pennypacker uh, sent us a comment. Yeah. About the hell he's gone wild and end of summer fought end of summer podcast, and. Uh, he said, "Steve, you got to check out the uh, world's brightest 4K. That's the video I four saw. Kilowatt video array. Yes, yeah, that's the okay. video I saw. Nice. Okay, so you saw it. So if anybody wants to see what we're talking about, you have to go to our Facebook page and check this out. This post by Wesley. And he says, "Hi, Steve. H A Y. Hey, love you, Wesley. Nice. See any other Facebook comments, or should we move on to website comments?" Well, we can move it on to website comments, but I don't think we got any comments. No electronic mails? No. A security alert. Somebody signed into our Google account. (laughs) Yeah. Podbean? People of Podbean, you say? Why, yes, we do have some Podbean. (laughs) Jeep World started following us. 
we got some pretty cool Podbean Jeep World uh, actually started following us on YouTube, too. We, we got some pretty cool activity this weekend. Uh, Ryan Jevons started following us. Uh, Tony Macbeth 80 liked episode 119. Bring back the planks. Thank you, Tony. Jeep <laughs> uh, World 2002. And Mike Welch liked episode 143, Hell He's Gone Wild in the End of Summer. Jay Liffeyland 2004 liked Urcha Part 2, The Interviews. Thanks, Jay. And Russell Bear, buddy down south uh, in Texas, liked uh, episode 142, Listener Series with Mark Ritchie. Thanks, Russ. Nice. Okay. Go through some comments here. Uh, this was eight days ago, but I don't know if there's... I don't know if I read this, but let's start it seven days ago. Uh, GPRO 2002. Hey, you need to get BK on the release of the new KS servos. I want some. Yeah, they should be coming out soon. I think October. Uh, yeah. GPRO 2002. To, to refollow Freefall C podcast. Damn phone. Time to refollow, he said again. Uh, <laughs> this is a long one, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just burn it through it. It might not make any sense because I'm just going to burn it through it. Uh, guys at my club have me hooked on balsa i'm building an old school free flight with radio on the tail using a umx did i read this i feel like i felt like you read this yeah i think you did okay so then this one i'm gonna skip that but uh d delisle 81 this show alone was well worth the 50 dollar contribution was laughing the whole time i watched the first movie after finding out about it from your show um thanks i think i'm fao love you guys i'm not sure what that's for the wrong what's he talking about Guarantee that's for a different podcast. It's wrong. I thought place. that was because we talked about Deadpool. <laughs> fifty dollar contribution. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, where's our fifty dollar contribution, huh? Steve, are you <laughs> holding out on us? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, let's see here. Four <laughs> days ago, Jeep Pro two thousand two. Right over that. Yep. Um, <laughs> another great episode. Uh, join Kevin, Steve, Andy, and Rob McToon. Love it when you three get together. <laughs> There's four of us. He just so, listed four people and called it three. So pissed I missed these 550 go in from balloons. Who the hell puts four balloons in one spot? <laughs> <laughs> Rob and Devin, I guess. <laughs> I don't know who put those balloons <laughs> out there. Uh, you guys know you lose head speed as a drag from the balloon distorts lift and creates a dead lift on the rotor blades. But hitting four at once rapidly succession would probably fold the rotor. See, you guys need my expertise. So mad I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm mad you weren't there. No, not really. I mean. We do need your expertise. You were missed, but I wasn't mad that you weren't there. I understand you had, a, you had some prior engagements. Let's see, we should do a Frosty Fingers Day in January. Have Mr. Allen cook chili or soup and hot chocolate. Oh, yeah, and, and freaking fireball cinnamon whiskey in your um, hot apple cider. Every time you say the hot apple cider, I keep on thinking you're talking about hot apple pie. Hot apple pie with that. I was like, Dad, that's a crazy combo. <laughs> that's gonna be, I don't know, that's gonna be crazy. But, anyways, um, all right, thanks everyone for leaving us the pod bean con comments. What do we got for thanks. our iTunes review? Uh, there is nothing new on iTunes. Fuck iTunes. All right. (laughs) Drop us an iTunes review. Read the review of the next episode. Wow. Email us at free4c at gmail. And, of course, that's someone who works on an Apple laptop, who makes a living from an Apple laptop, who (laughs) uses an Apple laptop, who just bought the new iPhone SX Max and the iPhone Series 4. uh, Not the iPhone, but the Apple Watch Series 4. 
Yeah. Fuck iTunes. Um, email us at freeforest at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freeforest podcast. Check out our webpage, freeforestpodcast.show. Dot show. For show. Say hi to Chris Ryberg. Hey, Chris Ryberg. Hi, Chris. Uh, flight test forums off the field audio video production other than flight test podcasts free forcey podcast sit next to our friends the ft community cast hey pat and mike and shout and, out to our buddy dave yeah and our partner behind the scenes dave uh let's see here rc heli hangouts.com forum under rc heli hangouts main section podcast corner free forcey podcast sit next to our friends the rc hooligans podcast hey walt ned the full pitch rc podcast jimmy jones Jimmy Jones, Frank and Scott, Scott and Frank. Yeah. No uh, Telerotor podcast. Mike, Mike and Shaggy. And a shout out to Close. BK. Oh, Mike, Mike and oh, Shaggy. Yeah. yeah, that's not, that's not it. Mike, Mike Close. and Rob. I forgot Sorry. Rob uh, Megaphone Monty. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Mike and Mike. Yeah. Yes. And a shout out to BK. Yeah, BK. Bert and mm-hmm. Kyle. And now Bobby yeah. Watts. And man. Bobby Watts now. Yep. Awesome. Love it. Great. Thanks to our listeners. Fear skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Next time. Bye bye. I can go to the hospital. Give me one second here. I need to. Kind of I don't have repair. a second. What were you doing while I was talking? You should have been ready. Meanwhile, his wife is like, Steve, I think we got to go to the hospital. But wait till your podcast is over. That was her idea. It's a nice woman, woman right there. Yes, she is. She's the best. Mm, okay. Did you guys get your. 2019 AMA elections ballot. Let's make sure everyone who's in currently in office does not get office again. Oh, I have it right I in front of me, actually. One. Me too. Let's take a look. I'm going to open it up right now. Oh, uh, I got to find a knife. Oh, here it is. I just ripped the whole thing in half. <laughs> I didn't get one. Not me. Oh, look at this. District Vice President Eric Williams going against no one. I nominate District Steve. Vice President Right in. Oh, so what's the Wait, point? What it was this like? This voting, is just for our district. Voting though. in Cuba. Is that what this, this is? Yeah, it's like I a guess Cuban so. vote. So now I know what it's like to vote under communism. You have one choice. Click, click. So this is only for district number two, the district that we're in. Yeah. Uh, district eight looks like. Uh... Oh, well, what are we voting on? Looks. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Do we not live in America? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we have forgotten a lot about what it's like to live in America. What does incumbent mean? It means that they're in currently in office. They are the ones that are in office, and uh, they will be facing anyone coming in and challenging them. So who are we going to write in? Kevin Teschner? So Trump is the incumbent this next election. Yeah, write me in because, dude, I'll freaking... Kick some ass over there. No, they do not want me. We should just tell everyone to vote for 
I don't know. Someone. Dude, I'd be freaking give me liberty or give me death. I was actually curious the other day. This is going to sound totally ridiculous, but I think every person that calls himself an American should do this. I went online and I actually read the Declaration of Independence. I haven't done that since I was in school. And it's phenomenal in the mind frame I am up now, 51 years old, to, to look back on that and and read that. It says that we our, our duty as citizens is to rise up and overthrow the government if it gets out of control. That's like the basic thing. I mean, aside from But you voted hey, for Trump. Hey England, we are <laughs> we are breaking up with you. No, I'm not saying Trump. I'm saying the whole the, the whole, whole thing. You know what we need to do is fucking put out time limits for the Senate and Congress and all that shit. Yes. Oh, I'm for that, yeah. brother. That is the remote Two ridiculous years. thing. Yeah, I mean, even if it's four years, or even if it's eight years, it has to have some type of time limit, not forever. It something because they not never until do they anything. Pass they away. just want to keep. They just keep going on and on and on and do nothing. Yep, yep, yep. By the way, I am really digging my fucking new phone. I'm really. Your new phone? Yeah. What kind of phone? Would you get a princess phone? I did. How'd you know? Because the... it's all gold and everything. They had to call me to, it's to hook it up. No, I got a the iPhone, the iPhone uh, SX extra small max, um, five twelve. Fucking thing is nice. You know the what the extra best small is? max? Extra yeah. small, the jumbo shrimp. What is that? Oxymoron. Is, is that's what it is. What'd you call me? Exactly. Well, make me come. Called you an Tennessee. oxy. <laughs> Called me an oxymoron. <laughs> yep. That, they should name the next oxy oxymoron. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> All right, we should be recording all this for the show. All right, so I'm just going to call it Winter Nights, and we'll talk about Ugh. winter and night flying. No? No, Andy? Uh, no, yeah. I'm no, trying to figure out what to write here. He's, he's just having I'm internal turmoil. Yes. All right, what did I write in Sir, 144? Because I copied that over to 144 Winter Nights. Winter Nights. All right, I'm just going to copy. So, Andy, get out of this document. Go to the new one. There's a new one. Ugh, god damn it. It's alright, I'm gonna copy and paste all this shit in there, so don't worry. I'm just teasing. Goblin! Havoc. Okay, so night flying, night blades, night setups. Talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about... Getting ready for winter. Yeah, rock out. For the days. This is one of the many hits from the band The Darkness. Kevin put the Nitro back together and it started. Suggested action items. What the hell is this? Yeah, what's the... What's the... Yeah, I saw that too. I don't know what the hell it was. I'm, I'm going to dismiss it. <laughs> what happened now? It's episode 145 and I, I don't have anything up here. What happened to all my uh. stuff? You didn't listen. I said, close that document out. There's a new 144. I, and I'll copy everything and paste it into that new one. Gosh, Kevin. No, it still opens up as 145. No, it doesn't. Go back, I close it, it, refresh your drive.google.com. And see I see Andy's in there. Well, I'm okay. Now I'm not. Yeah. that make you happy? Does that help? <laughs> you don't have to listen to Steve. <laughs> and it doesn't help. 
<laughs> Don't even give me that. It helps shit. It does not help. Okay. Now, that's all you had to say, Steve, was re- refresh. And Andy not knowing anything is busting my balls. <laughs> I know. I barely <laughs> can work the stupid thing. <laughs> Dude, if I was freaking going to design a helicopter, man, they should put me on the team, man, because I'd be like designing it right at it. Everything from like Mad Max, man. You'd have the Oxy Max, you'd have the Oxy Interceptor, the Oxy Pursuit, the Oxy Toe Cutter. You'd have it all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. <clears throat> yeah, let's the get Oxy, started. It is late. The Oxy Bubba's <clears throat> in it. My wife's like, my right side of my stomach hurts. I'm like, let's go to the hospital. And she's like, no, 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 no. Do your podcast first. Let's see how I go after. Oh, I was like, no, I could just tell the guys to do it without me. Like, if you think you're like, because it's the right side, like, that's the scary yeah. side. Like, it could be an appendix, you know? Yeah, that's not good. She's yeah. like, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so let's, I don't know. Let's make it a quick one, though. All right. All right. If let's it, get started. I was going to say, if it, if it was the left side, I would just tell her to go poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right, I'm ready. Okay. What <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> the frick is that? Huh? <laughs> I think Steve has Dude, a demon inside him. I think he's trying out for the band Deicide, I think. Yes. No. 